Welcome to the Chack Insider Podcast, Episode 18. Today I talk with Mandy Longacre. Mandy's been coming to Community Heights for quite a while. She's got some great relationships here. Uh, her kids are involved here as well as her husband. Mandy's story is compelling. And it just reminds me of why the community of Newton needs as many good churches as it can get. And it needs Community Heights to be a huge presence, a relational presence of love and truth, of comfort, assistance in this community. So take a listen to my conversation with Mandy. Mandy, thank you for joining me on the Chack Insider Podcast today. You're welcome. This is going to be so fun, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Like it's middle of the afternoon. We're both like at the very low biorhythm part of the day, but we're going to bring the energy to this episode. Okie doke. (laughs) (laughs) You don't look convinced, but but I know you will because you're an energetic person. Mandy, how long have you been at Community Heights? 19 years. I started coming in 1999. Wow, I didn't know that. That's a long mm-hmm. time. Yep. You started so you started coming as a little child. Um, sure. <laughs> I was 19. Okay, so when you came, like why did you come? What drew you to Community Heights then? I was looking for a church in Newton and oddly enough, I have my best friend is actually atheist. Hmm. And she is like, there is this really cool church in Newton. It has like this big earth sculpture thing hanging from the ceiling. And I was like, okay. So I I guess I researched what kind of church it was, what it stood for, what it taught, what it preached, and thought it would be a good fit. And yeah, that's a really odd way, but that's how I started coming to Community Heights. So was it the Alliance logo, that big earth sculpture that hung? Yes. Okay. And yep. that, was that in the old building? Yep. On 12th Street. And we don't have it here. Correct. Oh my. Somebody's mad about that. I don't know who it is and I don't want to know, hmm. but somebody's mad. I guarantee you. There's probably a whole lot of stuff that we left at the old building. Probably. <laughs> we didn't bring with us. So 1999, you came at age 19. Yep. And when you came, like, think about that first Sunday that you showed up. Did you know some people already? I did not know anybody that came to the church previously. But once I was here, I saw people that I knew. Okay. So there were some people. Yeah. And you were too old probably to get involved in the youth group then, right? Right. So was there a young adults group that met or something that was your age? No, I was just looking for a church to go to on Sunday, and I was engaged to Justin, and um, we needed a church to start attending and to get married in. Did you grow up in Newton? I grew up in a couple different towns. I graduated from high school in Colfax. Oh, okay. Close enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And were you working in Newton at age 19? No. I was in college. Okay. So I was actually living in Cedar Falls. And then shortly then, Justin and I moved to Ottumwa. And we were moving back to Newton. And that's when I was started looking, was when we were moving back to Newton. So when you were in these other towns, did you go to, to a church in these other towns? When I was in um, the Cedar Falls area, I went to church with my grandparents. Okay. that's where they live. What kind of a church did they go to? Lutheran. Lutheran. Did you like it? No. 
Was it liturgical? Yeah. So they went through the same yep. format week after week. Yep. And I grew up in a Baptist church, so this was something a little different than how I grew up and the rest of my family, but it was what felt right to me. Okay. So over the years, who are the people at Community Heights that have been influential in your life? Well, I'd say the last 10 years, well, yeah, close to 10 years would be probably the Hurt family, Karen and Darren Hurt and Gloria. So um, they've really been probably the two that stand out the most. So is that the same as Gloria Croce? Yeah. Now, okay. Yeah, so so Gloria, Darren, mm-hmm. and Karen, and Karen. Yep. have been influential. Yep. And what today at Community Heights, what are you what are you involved in? What keeps you busy here when you're here? Um, I help out in the nursery. That's probably my biggest Do you like it? Yeah. I love you don't young mind children. crying babies? Nope, I love babies. Even if they're crying. Even if they're crying. Nice. Nice. So I noticed Brian yep. when I first came here. He is a unique individual. And then when I got his last name, Longacre, mm-hmm. he became even more unique. Tell me about Brian and tell me about his involvement in Community Heights. I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> start at the beginning. Um, Brian is a very unique person indeed. He's quiet, but firm. He is definitely the definition of Mr. Steady. And I didn't have anything steady in my life. So Hmm. that's really what drew me to him. And I don't know, he's not really involved in the church. I mean, he's, he's always willing to help, but he doesn't like serve in any certain way. Mm -hmm. I bumped into him just yesterday. Where at? Right here in church. I bumped into him and your sons both had uh, donuts that they were holding. Mm -hmm. And of course, I tried to take them out of their hands like I was going to eat them. Yeah. They weren't uh, they weren't willing to share that quickly (laughs) with their pastor. (laughs) But it was just before the service started. And I don't really want to be eating donuts when I'm getting ready to go up and preach anyway. Yeah. So you say you needed somebody steady in your Mm -hmm. life. You hadn't had steady. What did you mean by that? Um, well, as several people know, but not everybody knows, I, like I mentioned earlier, I was engaged to be married to Justin and we were married just shy of 10 years and then he had committed suicide. Okay. And, um, just my whole life went awry. Yeah. How were those 10 years? Of marriage with him? Yeah. Um, well, hindsight i can describe it much better um hindsight those 10 years married to him was not a healthy marriage um now that i know what a healthy marriage is Hmm. but in the time that i was with him you know we were we started dating at the age of 16 and 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 then uh he died at the age of 30 so Hmm. we had we were together for our entire teenage and adult years, yeah. and um, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't. I'm not trained in how to have these kinds of conversations, <laughs> so I might step in it. But did you have any idea before he committed suicide that that might happen? No, um, he never seemed suicidal. He never 
spoke of it. He never, I mean, he had some other issues that should have been red flags. I wish I would have noticed those red flags, but he never, he just wasn't suicidal and everybody was at a shock. Yeah. But I want to ask how in the world do you get through something like that? And you had two boys at the time? Yep. Uh, it was right before Gage's fourth birthday, and Camden was 10 months. That's pretty little. Yeah. Three and mm-hmm. under a year. Yeah. And at the time, it was the worst thing imaginable. Yeah, right. But now, looking back, I am thankful that they were so little, because I can't imagine my children at this age, I feel like the older you get... Um, your teenage years are so tough. You know, the adolescence and teenage years, I couldn't imagine children who lose their parents, right. you know, when they're a little bit older. I mean, my kids are so little, and we all know that little kids, they're just able to get through things just because of their immaturity or their, you know, they don't have any, as many memories. Yeah, yeah. But um, definitely without God, I I wouldn't be here. Who was it that really helped you during that time? Was there like one or two people that really helped you get across that raging river? Yeah, there was several people. I had a, um, I had a lot of help. I was acquaintances with these two girls. Of um, you've met them before, Don Bolivar and Alana Kirkman. Okay, we had mutual friends, or uh, and. Did I meet them at the restaurant? Yeah. Okay. So our mutual friend that kind of brought us together, her name is Sherry, and she lived in Colorado at this time when Justin died. And she called Don and Alana and told them to come out to my house. Um, and this was just half hour, hour after he had died. And from that instant on, like they literally physically spiritually, emotionally, walked me through this every day. I was never left alone. So they were the most tangible help that I had. And then there were several families from the church that that just came along and stood by me, you know, brought us meals, um, just helped in any way possible. But like I mentioned earlier, Karen Hurt and Gloria, they they really helped emotionally and spiritually as well. And you, and you basically need every ounce of help you can get yeah. at that point, right? From yeah. different sources. You, you just need mm-hmm. that encouragement. And now I'm remembering you and I talked one time, you mentioned your dad yep. was pretty instrumental. How yeah. was he helpful? Well, thank the Lord. He is my neighbor. Hmm. So <laughs> he is very close by and he moved in with me and the boys after Justin died and lived with us. Um, so I had somebody there throughout the night hours too, but he works full time in Des Moines. And so during the day is when my girlfriends would, would be there okay. around the clock to help out in any, whenever I needed. And then my dad was with us all night long. Cause I had so many insecurities of, being alone and abandoned. I mean, there was, I just felt like there were so many demons that I was fighting at that time. I became extremely depressed, had no will to live, had no will to take care of my children. It was a really scary, 
dark time. Like I was just so alone. Yeah. Um, you understand people that are going through pain. Yeah. You understand pain and grief and loss yep. and trauma and depression. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little anxiety. Yeah. So I don't want to give you any business, but if anybody in the church oh. ever needs somebody to just a listening ear, um, yeah. Mandy Longacre, you would be somebody that you understand. Yeah. Like I've been through a few things in my life, mm-hmm. nothing close, nothing even close. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be compassionate and want to be helpful, mm-hmm. but somebody like you is unfortunately uniquely qualified mm-hmm. to put your arm around somebody and say, I've been there and they can receive strength from that. Yeah. They're like, wow, this lady, this girl, this, she got through, mm-hmm. there's hope for me. And that was Gloria. She had lost her husband and then her son. Mm. And I could not understand how this lady had this giant smile on her face all the time. And it mm. kind of, it really kind of irritated me. <laughs> um, Sorry, Gloria. <laughs> I know. She knows how much I love her. But I mean, she like, knowing what she went through, what I had was going through, and how she had this giant smile every single time I saw her, whether mm. she was in church or not. And it kind of made me nauseous in my stomach. I thought, how, I don't get it. I, I will never be that way again. I, I remember the first day that Joy returned to me, and it was April 20th, and, and Justin died in January. Mm. I never had an ounce of joy that whole time. Um, nothing, you know, Camden took his first steps during that period of time. Camden, you know, through turning the age of one, he like had so many firsts and I I had nothing, but the Holy Spirit, seriously, the Holy Spirit like oozes out of Gloria. I, that's how I describe her. It's amazing. What, what, describe that moment of joy. You identified it and you gave it a date. Yeah. What what happened? What was what caused you joy, or was it just something it, internal? It was just something internal. It was like a glimmer of hope. I was sitting in church on a Sunday morning, and I just had a, a, a little spark of hope and happiness. No, no real reason. Nothing, nothing adorable happened. You know, my my kids didn't do anything spectacular. It was just sitting in church and a little spark came back in my heart. You know what? It reminds me of when women talk about the first time they felt their baby move. Yeah. Right. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. On it was, the inside. It was the first was, time you felt joy come back. Yeah. Right. On the inside and joy moved a little bit inside of you mm-hmm. and you had hope. Yeah. That's amazing. And, uh, so we're taught, I mean, we're in 2018 right now, April, January to April. What year was that? 2011. Okay, so just seven. We're just talking yeah. seven years ago. Yeah, just over seven years. Yeah. How long have you and Brian been married? We just had our five-year anniversary. Okay, mm-hmm. so you had a couple years there. Yeah, and that's that's quite a story. Maybe another podcast day, but God was really moving in my life. Once that joy started to come back, my whole life just really changed. It's kind of hard to describe, and I've talked to Pastor Jason about it. I've told him my story, 
And yeah, he's convinced I need to write a book because hmm. this the so many things that went on prior to and during and after Justin's death. Like I've just I've experienced a lot and I've really experienced God in some extraordinary ways. Where did you meet Brian? I work with his sister. So um, I've known him for a long time. And the comedy in our love story is I've never liked him. I've never been attracted to him. I've never, he's just never been my type. Mm -hmm. And um, God changed all of that. And it's pretty funny. Brian loves it when I tell people about that. So when you kissed him, did he become a prince? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't kiss him for a long time. Because I really fought love. Like, I really didn't want him. Hmm. I really wanted to be Justin's forever. I was Hmm. okay with being Justin's widow. Yeah. I was, I had come to a really good place in my life with Jesus. Jesus was, he filled that void. And... You know, I had my dad living with us, so I had male influence for my children. I had, you know, some security. I had Jesus. I was I I was okay with that. And going through the book Lady in Waiting. Hmm. It's a wonderful book. I recommend it for any single woman, teenage or 60 years old. Do you remember or, the author's name? I can't remember. But it's Lady in Waiting. Yes. Written by a man or a woman? I think a woman. Okay. And maybe even a pair. I mean, it might have been written okay. by... Yeah, you know, it probably like wouldn't be written by a man, right? Right. <laughs> Why am I even asking? <laughs> but anyway, it is about whether you're single, not married yet, divorced, widowed, uh, just never been married, any age of your life, it's becoming Jesus's girl hmm. and letting him fill those voids that our earthly men would, you know, so yeah, it was during that time I was really, really getting settled in my life and God brought Brian along and I actually kind of, um, during prayer time with God, I would argue with God. I would tell him I'm happy where I'm at. I don't like Brian. I'm not interested in Brian. You know, I that he's not for me. And I just ha- kept having this subtle voice that just kept saying, he is who I have for you. I it over and over for at least three months. The rest is history. So I just want to make sure you, you, you do like him today. I love him today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. I'm completely infatuated with him. Every, every circle... Um, that can fit into a heart of love is I, awesome. I love him completely in every in every way. That's awesome. I have a healthy, happy marriage. So what do you have to say to the Community Heights person listening to this episode right now? What have you learned through all this about God? How do you mm-hmm. relate to him now? Honestly, is that God's will be done. That's really what I've learned is that God knew I was going to go through all of this. God knew every detail about it um, from, you know, having, he knew we would have two boys. 
He knew what I would name them. He knew the date and time that Justin would die. Because I've been very angry for a long time of, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. I shoulda saved Justin. I coulda saved Justin. And I woulda should. I. Why didn't I get him help? That I've been so angry over that for so long. It's it's a hard, big, heavy pill to swallow. And that's classic, though, right? <sighs> yeah, that's classic. Yes. That's how everybody it, would it, feel. Yes, and that wasn't God's plan. I mean, His plan was Justin. He was an amazing man. He he was a good man, and it was his time to go home. Justin knew Jesus. I got to witness the day that he asked Jesus into his heart back when we were 18. Hmm. And he had, I mean, there was mental illness involved. And through lots of counseling, lots of studying the Bible, I, Justin had a divine appointment and Jesus took him home that day. And Justin is healthy. He has a healthy mind. He has his new heavenly body. And I find comfort and joy in that Justin is no longer suffering with all the stuff that he was dealing with here on earth. And I feel like that was God's will um, to, he had a plan, God had a plan to give me and the boys a healthier, better future. Mm -hmm. Um, A mentally healthy man to take care of me and the boys. Um, That doesn't take away any of my love for Justin. I I don't want to dishonor his memory, right? right. Um, because he was an well, amazing uh, guy. Me, me t- you haven't. Okay, good. Right? You haven't at all. Okay, you've you've been very honoring. Good. To um, him. and it's kind of like the, there's no, I mean, there's no. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. My love for Justin and my love for Brian. I mean, the past is in the past. We're not divorced. Justin is gone. Right. So it doesn't compete or interfere with my love for Brian. Yeah. It's kind of like when you have more than one child, you have your entire heart to give your second child also. You know, you don't have to share that love. They don't take each other, love love each other. Your love is multiplied with every child you have. Yeah. And I was afraid of that when when I lost Justin. That's why I never wanted to fall in love again because I don't want to love Justin less. Mm -hmm. But um, I am so thankful that... I was able to love Justin till, and be married to him till death do us part. Hmm. And I'm so thankful that the husband that I have today, just how he can he can handle all this, he can take care of it. I mean, I talk to Brian. He knows all my feelings and everything that I go through. So I don't, have cool. to, I don't have to keep all this to myself. You know, I can share my past with my husband and he's, he may not understand it, but he accepts it and loves me just for who I am. He's got big enough shoulders to carry the burden for you. He's got big shoulders. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, um, so Mandy, you talked about mental illness, and mental illness is this still in 2018, mm-hmm. way too much of a stigma yeah. for people. When it is, uh, and, and you know, we could talk about why it is and where it's come from and how our society is so crazy now, you know, it's driving more of us crazy and there's more people medicated now yeah. than ever before and all this stuff. But it doesn't take away from the fact that w- every other organ in our body mm-hmm. can get sick and can be damaged or not functioning properly. 
but when it's the when it's our brains that aren't functioning properly somehow that speaks to who we actually are yeah right like it's our identity yeah but that's not true that's not true because uh i I know my own mother you know her brain is not is Mm -hmm. is degenerating and it's causing a lot of but that's not that doesn't define her so I guess, and I think you'd agree with me, we just want to encourage people that, you know, if you're having struggles with me- with your mental health, mm-hmm. that is just as legitimate to have that checked out as I do for having high blood pressure. That's that's genetic, it's hereditary. Mm-hmm. I've had it since I was in my in early 30s. And I have to get that checked out. I have to monitor it. I have to take a pill every day for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just, you know, chemical imbalance in in the brain, which is an organ of our body. And I would encourage people to see their doctor, to to talk to somebody and, uh, and not, not hide in the shadows like they used to 50 Mm -hmm. years ago. Well, 50, 60 years ago, they would just put people in an institution. Yeah. When today, thank the Lord, they've developed some simple drugs to take care of a Mm -hmm. lot of that basic stuff. Yeah. Anyway. But we lack a lot of counseling. Hmm. It's hard to get counseling. There's not enough counselors. It's hard to find good, solid, faith-based counseling. There's a lot of new age stuff out there. And I've had to be real careful of that myself. So counseling to help you through life's traumas. Yes. And and I am an advocate. I mean, medication, yeah. Like, there are, I mean, you definitely medi- need medication if you do um, have a chemical imbalance. Um, sometimes even just if your anxiety or depression is more than you can handle, there's nothing wrong with taking medication, uh, you know, seeing your doctor for that. But I think it goes hand in hand with you need to follow up with counseling or therapy. You know, it's just like just taking pills alone for your right. high blood pressure is not you need to be exercising yeah, or taking care you of your body. You know you need to eat healthy, you need to exercise and that will help you have a lot better outcome with your right. medicine. I mean so it's it's the same thing with your with your brain and your mental health. Very good point. All right, well hey Mandy, uh you've shared a lot. This has been quite the story. Uh but the story of your life, right? Your journey. Yeah. Uh through through joy mm-hmm. and sadness and then joy again yep. and it's what it's what God has done through uh, his spirit and then through others in your life to help you through it so thank you for sharing with our church family you're welcome there you have it I told you it was a compelling story and you know what many of you have compelling stories and I hope that you, if you haven't done it already, at some point you get to be a guest on the Check Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening today.